This is the Wally Show podcast. To hear the live version, check us out each weekday morning through the Way FM app or at our website, wayfm.com slash Wally. The Wally Show podcast is brought to you by Colorado Christian University Online, where Wally teaches and where you can earn a degree online just like Betty Rock. You can learn more at ccu.edu slash Wally. This podcast is also brought to you by United Faith Mortgage. Let their direct lender advantage save you time and money. Uplifting Way FM. Here's what's going on today. Everything is going smart these days. We have smart TVs, smartphones, and now smart diapers. Yes, you heard me right. Smart diapers. Scientists at Penn State University have created a smart diaper made up of paper, salt, graphite, a circuit board oh, and a tiny lithium battery. <laughs> okay, I'm dying to know how this whole thing works. Well, I'm not really sure. All of these things work together so that when your baby makes a mess, okay. the smart diaper sends a notification to your phone letting you know your baby needs to be changed. That's interesting because God gave us uh, you know, an innate way to know. He gave us a nose. Hey. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> hey! I don't need a... Like, when I remember when my daughter was little, I didn't need a smart diaper to tell me there was a problem. Well, true, but there are also, I've seen plenty of videos of dads yeah. being like, oh, every time. Like, that way you don't have to at least smell it to check. It'll okay. just get a notification on your phone. I will tell you this. This could be great because I, before I had kids, I was just mortified when my sister was like, I was like, I don't know, is, is the child uh, like dirty or not? And she picked the kid up and then put it tiny in her face like yeah nope we're good i'm like who does that like <laughs> yeah. i was mortified but then i'm like and then i become a parent i'm like oh yeah that's what you do exactly like, oh so this is way better well these smart diapers they actually also have like a level detector so they can tell you <laughs> how what level of dirtiness your baby's diaper is it, does it is it like is it like light medium and hand to your wife <laughs> <Or> nuclear. <laughs> yeah. if this sounds like something you need in your parenting journey you may have to wait still a little bit longer the diapers are still in the development stage so we have no word on when they'll be available to the general public or how much they're going to cost i would say a battery and a diaper is probably not the best idea you know yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me also a, a circuit Board, board. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is maybe the part where they have a mess that's disposable, but the part that has the circus circuit board oh, and the maybe. battery reusable. is reusable. Oh, maybe that'd be a good idea. But then actually. again, sometimes what babies messes don't stay in the diaper. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes Let's, they come out. Yeah. Oh, yep. There you go. Okay. Hey. I'm just saying. Well, something to look forward to. <laughs> Gavin even doesn't have kids yet, but he's talking about it. He's I'm gonna like, be oh, so oh. mad at this. Yeah, you will actually. <laughs> Uplifting Way FM, this is The Wally Show. Going to do a little boo-yay your weekend with you. You will call and tell us a story about something that went on on your weekend. We will give you a boo or a yay. If you get more uh, yays than boos, you win a prize. But now sometimes we might be booing for you um, if it was like a bad weekend or something and we feel for you. And other times it's just out of pure jealousy about how awesome your weekend was. So, Gavin, what do you got? We'll do a round here. So, my friend and I, we were visiting some friends. We were supposed to go golfing, and we were going to go golfing on a PGA Tour course, which, you know, that's just as good as it gets for an amateur golfer as myself. This has yay written all over it, but you keep talking about it in the past tense. You said we were going to. We were, because the morning of... 
they give us a ring saying that they have canceled our reservation. Because you don't make enough money. Probably. Yeah, because you're not good enough. Because I'm terrible. <laughs> uh, but it was due to ice and it actually being kind of that melty, muddy, cold nastiness. Yeah. And they said the course just wasn't good. And so obviously we, we, we didn't pay money up front, so we didn't yeah. lose any money. But then we went to another course that did accept us and did have everything dried out. And okay. to be honest, it was like 37 degrees. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna stop you right there. I'm going to boo you right there. Uh, for because, me? Yeah, I'm boo- no, I'm booing you for oh. playing golf in 37 degree weather. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, we had hand warmers. Yeah, no, that's insane. <laughs> Nothing should be done that doesn't have to be done in that kind of weather. I mean, if you have to work like that, by all means, man, like get out there and uh, get it done. But if you're choosing to go chase a little white ball around the course <laughs> in that kind of weather where you have to put hand warmers in. Uh-uh, I'm booing you, sir. Okay, this one's going to get a little messy. Oh. I'm booing Wally. What? For booing you. Thank Why? You. I Because love it. you do dumb things that make no sense yeah. out in the cold. You have no reason to judge I him for doing something that gives him happiness. I have, like, a criteria, a baseline temperature to do things outside. Like, if it hits, when it gets into the 30s, it's got to be super important. Like, I won't go mountain biking in the 30s anymore. I used to. Oh, I stopped. It's crazy. My lungs feel like uh, I'm, I'm But like, that doesn't give you the right to judge what he did. And I say, good for you, Gavin. Yeah. Okay. I'm well, so surprised. Yeah, Thank I know. You. We all so are. So, yay you. Okay. Well, yay you. That's how that works. <laughs> we'll uh, take yours right now. And Betty Rock apparently is going to be on your side no matter what. 855-33-WAY-FM. All you do is tell us that story of your weekend, something that happened. We'll give you that boo or a yay. You get more yays than boos, you win a prize. 855-33-WAY-FM. Let's go. Boo yay your weekend right now. What do you got? Well, Emily has something to share. My school has daddy-daughter dance. It was so much fun. I think that's amazing. Daddy-daughter dances are awesome. Did your dad dance with you? Yeah. Was he embarrassing to watch dance? Uh, no. No, really? He's got the moves. Okay. that's it. It's like, it never went that way for my daughter. I tried. I tried so hard, but I just couldn't. And sometimes I tried too hard. That's really where the problem was. Emily, what was the best part of Daddy-Daughter Dance for you? The entering was pretty amazing. It was themed as Alice in Wonderland, and they had it themed as the rabbit hole. And for the kids, it was like a ladder, and then there was grass, and then there was a really big Slide. Oh, that's cool. There was a ladder for the kids to climb down, and the, the <laughs> parents had the slide uh, because, you know, it, it probably would not have ended well with a ladder. That's really awesome, Emily. Well, you know what? There's no way I can boo a daddy-daughter dance, so I'm going to give this a yay 100%. Yeah, and me too. Well, congratulations, Emily. You did it. Thank you. What do you got? So this weekend, my daughter, Cadence, and I went to University of South Carolina for the college tour, um, and she was deciding between Clemson and USC, and she decided to go to USC. Oh, really? Uh, My sister married uh, a guy who went to Clemson, and then all of his kids went to Clemson as well. Uh, And I know how much debt that put them in. So is USC cheaper? (laughs) It is, and she got a scholarship, and all of the Clemson people around town are a little bit obnoxious, so it's kind of like a win for us. (laughs) I'm going to have to yay this. I 100% have to yay college that's affordable because it is unbelievable how much it costs. Agreed. And I'm going to yay for you, too, because I know that my mom, though I didn't leave home to go to college, I did 
leave home to get my own place. That was a yay for your mom. Yes. Well, maybe. I don't know. My dad said that she cried after I left. So I know with a mama heart, that's got to be hard. So I'm happy that she's staying close by. Yes. I'm happy about that, too. It's about two hours away, so that's better than um, Clemson, which is like five hours away. Yeah, two hours away is enough to where, like, she can be on her own and be independent, but can still bring her laundry home uh, in a pinch. (laughs) At this point, she says she's coming home every other weekend, so we'll see about that. Well, Sue, you got two yays from us, which means that is a win today. And thank you for being on Booyah Your Weekend. Thank you so much. Love you guys. And maybe you can sell the prize we give you to help pay for college. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a plan. What do you got? We took a group of kids to Winter Game in Nashville. Amazing show. Who was your favorite artist that night? I would have to go between either Austin French or Jeremy Camp. Really? Okay. Well, that's a good lineup. And then the show got out. It was a little after 11. And we didn't get home until about... After three, we only live an hour away from Nashville. What took you so long to get home? Was the traffic that bad? Well, it was a combination between traffic and one of our church members, who had four of our youth, um, lost her keys in the truck with it running. Oh, no. (laughs) How does that even happen? She started the truck to warm it up for the kids, and she thought she hit the unlock button to unlock the rest of the doors, and she locked it. Oh, Oh, man. So how long did you have to wait to get the door unlocked? A couple hours. Oh, wow. So you guys had to call a locksmith? I would have hammered that one. I would have found something like brick through the window. Because at like 2 in the morning, I'm just wanting to get home yeah, by that that's point. that's rough. So what did you end up doing? Like, What time did you get home? Uh, about 3.30. Okay, here's oh. the big question. Were you riding with her, Jess? No, okay. I was not. I am going to yay you. But- I am yaying you beyond <laughs> belief because you could have been like... Wow, that is really bad. I feel so bad for you. Let me know how it turns out. And you drove home, (laughs) but you stayed in solidarity with your friend who locked her keys in the car. That's a definite yay. I would give you a boo because (laughs) when you don't get home till 3.30 in the morning, I'm in my 30s now. I cannot comprehend that. And so boo all the way around. You're booing for her, though, because it's so bad. Yes. Yeah, I totally get that. Did you drive? Like, were you driving, too? Like, you weren't a passenger in another car where you could sleep on the way home? I was riding with my mother-in-law. Did you stay awake the whole time with your mother-in-law? Heavens no. I passed out about (laughs) the time we got on I-24. I'm sorry. That's another boo. Uh, I'm going to have to take this one because my wife does the same thing to me. Hey, Jess, thanks for being on the show with us today. Y'all have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Wally fancies himself a bit of an amateur first responder. What can I say? I like to help. But you're not qualified. I would trust you more if you went to Colorado Christian University. They have degrees for working professionals who want to make a difference in this world. You know what, Rock? You're right. Maybe I should look into their campus event and organizational safety program. It's a fully online degree designed to equip you with cutting-edge but practical, timely skills to further your criminal justice career and help you protect the innocent people at places like churches and schools. Plus, the Master of Science in Criminal Justice program is 36 credit hours and it can be completed in as little as 15 months with full-time study. So start a degree in 2023 so you can do more in 2024. CCU also has a generous policy for transferring credits. In fact, you can even get a scholarship just for transferring credits. Criminal justice can be an exciting but challenging career and we need people who are not only professionals but also believers. That's why Colorado Christian University makes sure all of their courses integrate a biblical worldview. Find out more at ccu.edu. Colorado Christian University is a nonprofit impact partner committed to cultivating the mind without compromising the heart. 
Uplifting Way FM. News can be a little heavy, so we like to do news-ish. Here's Wally. So we are fascinated by the royal family here in this country. Some of us are. Like Betty Rock, I know, is, is a fan. She I follows am. Him. I am. You know what? You're our princess. Thank you. Yeah, way of so, princess. You are the way of princess. <laughs> I, we've all said that at one point in time or another. <laughs> Uh, so there's a collection of personal letters from Princess Diana uh, to Princess Susie and Tariq Kasim. Uh, these were between the years 1995 and 96, and they're actually being auctioned off. And they were from like a tumultuous time where the princess was going through her divorce from Prince Charles. Oh. And so she's confiding in these people. And, uh, you know, she writes to them about her personal struggle. She says that in one letter, it's uh, too difficult sometimes to keep one's head up today. I'm on my knees and just longing for this divorce to go through as the possible cost of it is tremendous. Aww. And so she said, I know, look at you. You're like, oh, man. That's like, so sad because they got married so young. Yeah. Too. And there's a lot of things, too, that you don't think about. And you think about people being wealthy and, oh, you're rich and you're a princess. Mm-hmm. Your life is perfect. But then these letters are a reminder that you're a human mm-hmm. and you go through things that hurt. You mm-hmm. know, uh, one thing said, uh, if I had known a year ago I'd be experiencing going through this divorce, I never would have consented. Or this one was really crazy. Uh, she thought her phones were being tapped in the. Uh, palace. Oh. And she says, I don't have a mobile. Uh, well, they'd say mobile. I don't have a mobile. Uh, <laughs> it's more difficult to discuss personal issues as my lines here are constantly being recorded and passed on. Ooh. What in the world? You just don't have any trust in anyone. That's no. so sad. Yeah, and so you like, well, why are these people selling this? You know, like these were personal letters and so they said the ownership of these poignant documents is the responsibility of the Kasims uh, who do not wish to pass them on to their children or grandchildren kind of like their heirloom their legacy they, oh. they're they like I, we'd rather just get rid of these and hmm. not do it uh, and so they're putting them up uh, for sale and they're going to use uh, the money to support some of Diana's charities that were close to her heart yeah. it's kind of icky but that one but at least if you're like doing it to support her charities that's worth it like I versus guess. Pocketing it, but yeah, for sure. But yeah. really, honestly, it shouldn't even be something that's for sale. Well, speaking of for sale, uh, want to take a venture, a little guess how much these couple letters are going to go for? They're estimating because mm. this is the part everyone's really curious about. Five hundred thousand. Oh, oh, you're a little high, actually. Oh, yeah. What is it? It's uh, ninety-eight to one hundred and ten thousand. Oh, not bad. Yeah, you can put a price on pain. Apparently, <laughs> oh. about a hundred grand. So there you go. Uh, if you have an extra hundred thousand laying around and you want them, uh, they'll be up for auction on the sixteenth. So good luck to you. Uplifting Way FM. This is the Wally Show. You've probably heard me talk at length uh, about Nate Bargatze's. Uh, comedian who happens to be a Christian. Uh, he just works clean, and, and I love his stuff, and he has a new uh, series out on Prime Video. Yes, and I've watched it. It's really good, yeah. but while, if you get Wally talking about Nate Bargatze, he won't stop. He no. tries to retell Nate's jokes. They don't come off near as well as oh, yeah. Nate can tell them. His delivery is so great, uh, and this one especially landed for me, talking about like having Christian parents. My parents, uh, they also became Christian when I was born. I had 80s and 90s Christian parents. Well, that's the most Christian you can ever get of the Christian. I think Jesus had more fun than I did. 
I'm not complaining about my parents. My parents did a great job. I was just naive a little bit longer than most kids were. I thought everybody told the truth. I didn't know people lied. I trusted everybody. I was having a sleepover one night. We were 12 years old, and so a bunch of 12-year-old boys, we got sleeping bags in the living room floor. It's a very fun night. At the end of the night, I did not know they were going to do this, but at the end of the night, they're like, we're going to watch Friday the 13th. So I stand up in front of them alone, and I say, I don't think I'm allowed to watch this. <laughs> I expected others to join me. <laughs> when no one joined, the kid's mom came over to like, she was just trying to save me the embarrassment. She's trying to be sweet. And she goes, you know what? She goes, maybe just don't tell your parents about it. <laughs> and I said, that's going to be pretty hard because I've already called them and they're on their way. <laughs> I didn't know we could lie to these people. This is the first time hearing that's an option. <laughs> Oh, I'm a fan. Okay, so here's what I want to talk about. Like, talking about, like, Christian parents, they all have their own set of rules and things you are and are not allowed to do. And, I mean, I had rules with my daughter as well. You got to have boundaries. But some of the rules, maybe, when you look back on them now, you're like, that was a little much. Well, and definitely the rules that come from Christian parents are way different than from secular parents. Like, you can get away with more when it comes to secular parents. Oh, yeah. Like, we did uh, Halloween as a kid, but we were never allowed to go as anything scary. Like, if you even brought up going as, like, a ghost, like, See, even Casper, you're like, yeah, no. Yeah, I was about to say, you can't go as Casper. No, What about no, no. Scooby-Doo? I no, mean, he's a dog. No, we we weren't allowed to watch Scooby-Doo. Are you kidding me? There was ghosts in that. Even those meddling kids. I went as a paramedic for 32 years uh, 32. of my life uh, for Halloween. So that's mine. What's yours? 855-33-WAY-FM. That's 855-33-WAY-FM. We'll take your parent rules as a Christian parent uh, that maybe you didn't fully get or now you see them a little differently. What were some of the rules you had as a kid growing up? Oh, my parents were super strict on everything. My parents part same thing. 80s, 90s, charismatic movement. So we couldn't watch any movies unless they previewed it. The best story I have, though, is that I didn't watch the full thing of Little Mermaid till I was 16. <laughs> my mom figured out a way to edit out Ursula. <laughs> You're like, the movie has no point. Yeah, the if you don't have a villain. Yeah, like, what's no, the point? No, right, and as a kid, we're like, we didn't think anything of it until we got to, like, preteen, and we're like, wait a second, like, why did she have legs? Like, what's going on? <laughs> and so it was really confusing. And then one day when we finally saw the real, the full version, we're like, this is messed up, Mom. What is, what the heck? <laughs> and then you got in trouble for saying what the heck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, oh yes. So what were your rules growing up? Well, everything, pretty much. But the big thing that of a rule was I had to go to church no matter what, three days out of the week, no matter if there's a service or not. Really? And you I just said had to be there? Them, yes, we had to be there. Oh, wow. And I thought that was normal. I was like, oh, everyone goes to church all the time, right? <laughs> now, as your parents got older, did they continue that pattern of always being in church, or did they dial it back once you uh, were no longer an impressionable kid who needed that in your life? My dad turned into a pastor. Well, at least he's not a hypocrite, you know? <laughs> at least he was always there, too, you know? Parenting is one of those things you're just not 100% sure. You're kind of faking your way through it for a lot of it, but you just really want to do what you think is right for your kids and 
having them in church every time the doors are open seems like the right thing to do. Uh, it, you know, at mm-hmm. least it hopefully minimizes their chances of becoming a messed up adult. How'd it work for you? Um, I was a messed up adult. Oh no! No, it backfired. <laughs> This is Monday School. It's Wally's take on what he learned at church, or at least the parts he understood. So as I was walking into church from the parking lot yesterday, I heard this. And I'm like, what is going on? And then I remembered we were in a sermon series where we're looking at, uh, like, faith principles that we can pull from different movies. Mm -hmm. And so I knew instantly, oh, yeah, we're going Star Wars. But I just thought it was interesting that they had the scary Imperial March playing as you walked into church. I mean, did the pastor dress up as one of the characters? No, I was a little, I was a little disappointed in that. <laughs> I was, I was hoping that he'd come out, you know, as it maybe as Chewbacca or, or Obi Wan or Luke. I don't know. Uh, but we're in this series called uh, uh, mo- uh, uh, Movies. <laughs> At the Movies. Know. At the it's Movies, thank you. It's uh, called Movies. Mm. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good exactly. one. Uh, <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> thank you very much. They're real creative about oh, it. Man. We're looking at the things we can take from pop culture, uh, you know, and apply them to spiritual lessons. So we looked at Star Wars, but not the Jar Jar Binks one, because uh, oh, not even God could save that. That's good. Uh, it was Star Wars, you know, in the whole concept of Star Wars, there's this oppressive regime and people are desperate for deliverance. And we have multiple things in our lives that hold us prisoner. Comparison, addiction, perfection, greed, lust, jealousy, the list goes on. And these are the things that we need deliverance from because they control us. Now, Luke Skywalker, you know, you know him, Luke, uh, he's always good, but he's always being pursued by the dark side. And I, if you think about it, that kind of feels like our lives. We want to do the right things. We yeah. want to live our lives for God. But there's temptations everywhere, and there's always something trying to pull us away from our path with God. And Star Wars is an epic struggle of good versus evil. But the general theme still within Star Wars I, I find interesting is hope. You know, and that's what the uh, Princess Leia, uh, you know, is all about when she sends her first message, you know, and hope is the belief that things will not always be the way that they are now, you know. Mm -hmm. And so she sends this uh, lesson and she says, you know, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you can see it, you'll never make it through the night. I need you to say it more dramatically with this music. Yes. (laughs) Sorry, I can't do a Princess Leia invitation, unfortunately. Hope will not be. Thank you. you I wish if it was Yoda. Hope there will be. I could do that. Uh, so you're losing the crowd. I know the crowd. So our hope in Jesus is really where we put our hope in. You know, and that's like what we should be looking for. Like, stop making fun of me, Rock. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, so uh, in Leia's last message, she said, "This is our most desperate hour. Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You are our only hope." And that sounds like a bunch of prayers. I don't know if you've prayed them, like I've prayed them. But it sounds like a lot of things were like, God, you are our only hope here. And so the if you see this faith symbolism here, Jesus is our living hope. That's what the Bible calls him in Revelation. And there's actually a song by Phil Wickham that I love called Living Hope. So the reminder.
reminder is if you're ever at that place where things seem dark, you know, that there is hope in Christ and you need to turn your attentions to him. And that is our Monday school. And we just barely got through it. I'll never forget taking my first compassion trip, and we went to Ghana, Africa. When we got there to the site, there was this little girl. She was six years old. I later found out her name was Vivian, and she would not let go of my hand. She followed me everywhere I went on that site. And later, I got to uh, meet her family. I met her mother and her siblings, and they all lived in this little mud hut. I mean, it wasn't big at all. And when I looked at Vivian, she had the biggest smile on her face and she was just happy to be there just happy to be with us and it made such an impact in my life that I wanted to sponsor her right then and there (laughs) because of my sponsorship for Vivian through compassion I'm able to write letters back and forth with her I'm now getting updated photos and now I think she's even taller than me which is crazy to think but I'm also able to see how my sponsorship is providing the food clean water and other support that she needs and her family needs to live the best life possible And I can only imagine now with the pandemic, war and weather disasters, there are so many other families like Vivian's who are dealing with hunger. So maybe you want to make an impact and sponsor your own Vivian. Just click the compassion banner when you go to wayfm.com. Uplifting WayFM. If no news is good news, this is great news. That's not really a joke. I disagree. I find it hilarious. It's news-ish on The Wally Show. Gavin, what you got? This, uh, the Super Bowl, is only one week away, and with the Super Bowl coming up, everyone's preparing their probably like snack ideas, their party ideas, yep. but with the Super Bowl also comes the debate about how to treat the Monday after that. So, for example, schools in Philadelphia and then in Kansas City, they are pushing the start time of school back two hours so that like <laughs> teachers and students have a little bit of time to rest because the game itself is at 5.30 p.m. Central Time. Okay. Now, the game does last a little while longer because of the festivities of halftime, the length of, you know, good Super Bowl commercials. It'll be 9.30 first and last. It'll be late. And there are some people who get up insanely early to get to their work. We are like one of those people. I personally... Don't think that I'm going to be up through the whole game because of that. But people are debating whether or not Monday after Super Bowl should be a national holiday. Absolutely not. No, it's because it's a fun Uh. thing to do. It's not like anything that deserves remembrance and things like that. So it's just, yeah, I mean, just suck it up. You got to go to work. It hurts a little bit the next day. Yes. And people are saying that the reasoning behind this is because the... Monday after the Super Bowl tends to be one of the least productive work days for a lot of people because they've stayed up, they've been eating food all night, and nobody's quite in the mood to go back into work the next day, but I think that's a mind thing. I think you need to be an adult and need to be ready to get back to your job because it's just a football game. See, I always wanted to come back in the next day to talk about it. Like, we would talk about the the commercials and talk about the game and stuff like that. Like, that was always fun. Here's my compromise, okay? Um... I think that the late start for work or school should be allowed, but not nationally. 
only for the two cities the teams are from. Well, that's what mm. they're doing, and I think it makes the most yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, like that makes sense, but not nationally. Like if you're really into it, and then your team is gonna, you know, civic pride and all that stuff. Fine, have fun with it, but like not nationally. I think the only thing that has thrown me off is how we haven't figured out why this game can't happen on a Saturday. And yeah, why this right. game isn't just a day earlier so that everybody has Sunday yeah. to calm. I know that the NFL even, and Sunday are synonymous. Right. But, but it even has alliteration. Super Bowl Saturday. You don't lose that, you know, changing it from Sunday. No. So it totally works. That's a great idea, Gavin. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea why they force it on Sunday. It's probably Sunday. a cow in a field situation like you, Wally. Yeah. Like, you don't change things because you just don't think about it. Yeah, you're like, I don't know. It's just always been this way. And then maybe <laughs> some, yeah, maybe they need a bold voice from a young redheaded kid I can be to be it. like, like, hey, we need to change this right now. So, Gavin, start that campaign. I would love the Super Bowl on Saturday. Me too. Be fantastic. You don't watch it? I do. I watch the commercials. <laughs> <laughs> and now for some good news. Uplifting Way FM, this here's the Wally Show with good news. Giddy up, three rapid fire good news stories coming at you because the regular news is a bit of a bummer. Gavin, we're going to start with you. Good news, giddy up, go. A 76-year-old woman in Wisconsin lost her balance while taking her trash out last month, and then she fell into a freezing cold creek. Oh, but... Thankfully, her UPS driver was there to save the day. He found her, carried her inside, called 911, and saved her life. There you go. And hopefully delivered her package. Nicely done. I uh, was in a store, a parking lot the other day, and I saw a lady kneel down by her car, and she kind of laid on the ground, and I think she was looking to see if she had a nail in her tire. And so I had seen it, like, okay, I knew what was going on. it looks like she has it under control, so I just kind of kept going. And then this other lady, I see her jump out of the car because she didn't see her get on the ground. She just thought the lady had fallen, oh. and she <laughs> jumps out of her car and she's like, "Are you okay?" Like I love, I mean that that spirit of willing to help yeah. people, like that's a good thing, and that's the more the good news we need in our lives for sure. Uh, this lady was in there. I would have if I thought she had fallen, but I saw it was safe. Uh, Benny Rock, good news, getting up, go. There's a cat in New Jersey that he got returned to the shelter for what? being too affectionate. No, 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 no. Cats get blamed for not being affectionate. I know. These people were first-time cat owners and weren't prepared for this cat to always want to sit on their lap. Yes, that's what cats do. I know. The shelter shared the story online and immediately uh, this cat got 50 applications for him to be adopted. They got so many that they actually had to turn people away. But it turns out that those people that didn't get that affectionate cat ended up adopting the other cats at that shelter that were available. Oh, okay. That's that's good. Yeah. I, I hope the other people didn't get a cat. Like you're, you're not cat people at that oh, point. Oh, the, the first yeah, ones. the first yeah, ones. Like sure. get a dog. Yeah, okay, exactly. You're dog people for sure. <laughs> uh, and then finally, the Memphis Police Department responded to a suicidal person on the edge of an I-40 bridge. Like, hey, this is good news, giddy up. But because sometimes good news comes out of a bad place, uh, one of the officers began to talk with him and found out that he was only 17 years old and a new father, Ooh. and oh, just man. life crashed yeah. in wow. on him, and he was like, I'm done. And so one of the officers explained how he was a new father and that life is stressful, and then. Another officer who's a mother talked to him and kind of understood his stress. And she spoke with him for nearly 15 minutes and convinced him to come down off the bridge. And then they just kind of hugged and she just kind of held him afterwards. And I know we see so many stories because it's the ones that are, you know, the ones that the legacy media want to show you as the bad you know, cops getting it wrong. Yeah. There's far more instances of cops getting it right and doing the right thing. And that's what we want to focus on here on Good News Giddy Up.
the Bible say in Second Deuteronomy of the Book of Jericho that uh, the eye for the tooth and the tooth for the people and everybody who got the eye, you punch them in it. What? I can tell you don't read the Bible. Uplifting Way FM, this is The Wally Show. And yes, we all should be reading the Bible daily and staying in our faith. And there comes the question of which version of the Bible do you like? Which one connects with you the most? And Gavin, you found an article about this, right? Yes, it's an article about what your favorite version of the Bible says about you. Because there are so many like personality tests out there, Enneagram, people love those things. So why not just see what your favorite version of the Bible says about your personality. So I'll start with myself. I've been an NIV kid, adult, my entire life. And so it says the three things that I, Gavin, can't live without are button downs and flannels Okay. because suits are for squares. (laughs) The Jesus Calling devotional book and Instagram uh, I'm most likely to be spotted at the only vegetarian restaurant in town. Uh, yeah, this one doesn't seem it's very not accurate. not feeling accurate. You no. have the uncanny ability to find the perfect verse for every situation, even if no one wants to hear it right now. <laughs> so, yeah, for now, I'm that. not feeling No, the, that one doesn't seem perfect. like it lines up. What about Betty? Let's see if this lines up with her. All right, Betty, you said that your favorite version of the Bible is the New Living Translation. So, three things you can't live without. And again... This doesn't feel super accurate. Essential oils, <laughs> your journal, which is mm, a like big thing for you. Yeah. And then it says cold brewed coffee, but you're... I'm a sweet tea girl. Sweet yeah. tea girl. Mm. Uh, most likely to be spotted at wherever the spirit takes you. <laughs> you have the uncanny ability to show up late every single time, no matter where you go. But mm. you always have a really creative excuse. Oh, are well, you? You're typically on time, though. Sometimes I like to be fashionably late. You don't oh, want to be the first one there. Sure. That okay. looks really desperate. Yeah, that is always the thing. I don't like that either. All right, well, not 100 percent accurate. I am uh, King James all the way. And like to, I'm old school. To me, that's such a hard thing because I feel like if you think of King James outright, that doesn't exactly feel like it fits you as a right. person. But it's what I grew up with. I sure. think that's the thing. Like this was the version of the Bible that I had in school growing up. And so when I hear verses that don't have a the or a thou, I'm like, what is this? What are you even trying to say to me? Okay, so three things you can't live without. It yes. says your favorite pew spot. What about like your favorite like, I spot I sit in the in same church? spot every time. So Every time. What and if someone was in that spot? I ask them to move. Uh, I say, <laughs> I'm sorry, we've had an emergency. You need to sit over there. Uh, no, it, it frustrates me because then I got to sit somewhere else. So I always try to get there early. All right. The other <laughs> things are the Left Behind series. Oh, gee, no. <laughs> that, that does feel, that feels KJB, though. Yeah, it does. And then uh, your McDonald's coffee. We'll switch that out for your McDonald's Coke. Coke. Yeah. Uh, you're most likely to be spotted at the local Cracker Barrel before 5 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> and you have the uncanny ability to use the king's English while praying. Oh, oh yes, the these and nows. <laughs> Grant us this day, O heavenly Lord, Father, thee art the best. Uh, no, I don't think that's very accurate. Okay, no. so 0 for 3. Tell me the message. This is the one, because this is the weird version of the Bible uh, that a lot of people yeah. do like because it's like in modern language. So what does that one say? So the three things they can't live without is the movie The Shack. Yeah, that checks out. A little while ago. A necklace that says, don't give me theology, just give me Jesus? Absolutely, that checks out. You are most likely to be spotted at anywhere but church. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That's pretty accurate, actually. So, you know, I got one right, for sure. Sure. (laughs) Behold God stuff.
Uplifting Way FM. This is the Wally Show, and God stuff happens all the time outside of church, and I, I love these kind of things. So you got the Philadelphia Eagles headed to the Super Bowl with quarterback Jay uh, Lynn Hurts at the helm, and maybe even God helping him out too. There, oh. yeah. Uh, so he said he doesn't want to make this all about him. Uh, he said, but I'm forever grateful. Only God knows the things each individual on this team has been able to overcome. As a team together to do this, it's something special. And then he goes a little bit different because a lot of people throw God out there. Oh, sure, God, thank the man upstairs. Uh, but he goes a little bit deeper. Deeper. He referenced John thirteen seventeen, uh, and uh, it says, uh, "You do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand." And he was talking about how impactful that verse has been to him in his life. And that's a verse I I don't know that I've heard that one honestly. Like <laughs> I've heard so many Bible verses, and I. That one's not popping in my mind. Why did he pull that one? Like, why is that one? I think just because of where he's come to, you know, and what is going to happen in the future for them. Like, you just don't know. But God has a plan for all of it. And, uh, you know, despite his rapid rise to NFL stardom, he's only 24, but he's remained vocal about his faith. Uh, and he talks about it in different interviews. He says, I've matured and realized that God is everything. He is worthy of praise. Uh, you have to put him in the center of everything you do, and that's what I believe. Mm. And I love like kids hearing this. I love adults hearing this, you know, because I think it's one of the things we compartmentalize and we segment out. And we don't always put God in the center of our work. We don't always put God in the center of our family or in the center of even our hobbies or our joys, mm-hmm. you know. I would say that he has like a really large platform for people to hear that. But he's also, you know, quarterbacks tend to be the leaders of a clubhouse right. of a team. So yeah. he's also got the ears and parts of a hundred coaches and players that he gets to speak into with that as well. Absolutely. And so, you know, you look at all the praying for DeMar Hamlin that happened after his cardiac arrest and then more players coming out and being vocal about their faith. I wouldn't be surprised if you'd start seeing some kind of a uh, revival inside of the NFL, you know, and people realizing that there's more to this life than even this game or even your career. And I think if it happens there, it will trickle out or ripple out mm-hmm. and the people that watch it then might even have you know uh, be impacted by it and who knows man and and it, it it starts with people just being bold with their faith no matter where they are and that's your god stuff for today betty rock does the name lonnie frisbee mean anything to you not really well it didn't to me either until i saw the new Irwin brothers film jesus revolution it's that one it's like faith-based and it's not the usual like faith-based film yes it's a movie that tells the faith story of pastor greg laurie after meeting this hippie preacher named lonnie frisbee and what's cool is it's kind of all true it was set in the 60s and 70s during the jesus movement and i'm telling you rock you would absolutely love the soundtrack it's really good your dad raised you on that stuff (laughs) what did you like about the movie i like that the movie's about a guy searching for identity and inclusion and truth and even though it's set in the 70s man it's exactly what people are looking for for today and the answer is Jesus it's the same then as it is now and I also really liked that it didn't paint a perfect picture of the church either really yeah like it showed men's egos kind of getting in the way of God and it showed the intolerance of people inside of faith but it also showed that despite that if we just get out of the way revival is possible so what did you not like about the movie that I wasn't in it uh, like that bothered me a little bit. I got to tell you, the Irwins, uh, they cast Kelsey Grammer, and he's great. They got Jesus from The Chosen. I mean, that's a great get, but they could have had me for a whole lot less. But in the end, man, I really thought it was a great movie. Well, if you want to check it out and hopefully enjoy it as much as Wally did, it opens in theaters on February 22nd. Attention, please. Uplifting Way FM. 
Celebrities are just like you and me. Um, except, of course, for the mansions, tigers, and sequins. <laughs> it's The Rock Report with Betty Rock. The 65th Grammy Awards were a big night for many artists, including the one and only Maverick City Music. Maverick City's newest album featuring Kirk Franklin is called Kingdom Book One. It was a huge hit at the Grammys. Not only did the album win Best Gospel Album, their song Kingdom won Best Gospel Performance. Man, I would love to be Kirk Franklin. Like, it's just like, just long time, you know, just yell stuff out. Oh, it'd be so great. Power! Wow, okay. Uh, best Contemporary Christian Music Performance also went to a song off the album what? called Fear Is Not My Future. Fear is not my future. Man. They tore it up, I guess. They did. They took it all home. So anybody else that was up for a nomination, like Phil Wickham or Ann Wilson. Poor Phil. Poor Ann. I mean, Phil's lost before. He's used to it. Uh, But Ann, oh, her little heart. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm sure riding off that high of accomplishing something so huge is amazing. But there are some artists that, despite being widely well-known, with multiple hits under their belts, they never accomplished a Grammy win like Maverick City. That's the case for actors. Like Backstreet no. Boys. They've never won a Grammy. Had eight nominations, but never won. Oh, there is a God. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> Another one was the Beach Boys. What? I mean, like the Grammys have been around for a while, but I don't know if it was that big of a deal when they were just serving USA. Maybe so. They had four nominations. Wow. And then this last one only had one nomination, which is surprising to me. It was Journey. No. Yeah. Rock guys get snubbed all the time with the Grammys. They do. And they pick weird songs. And, like, I remember the year Jethro Tull won for Best Heavy Metal Album. You're like, what in the world? (laughs) He has a flute in the band. There's nothing metal about that. (laughs) So the Grammys, they have no idea when it comes to good music. Uh, Rock music. Oh, I was about to say, tell that to Maverick City. (laughs) Exactly. Sorry, Maverick City. You guys are amazing. All right, that's going to do it for your Rock Report. Thank you, Lady Rock. Lifting Way FM, this is The Wally Show. Betty Rock has the blessing of being an only child, so she does not have to go through the walkthrough uh, that you walk through your house when your parents get older and you start coming over and you're like, hey, do you want that? Like, okay, that'd be great. Like, now? No, when I'm dead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like, they start handing out stuff and, like, my, my mom has a notebook of what everybody wants, uh, you know, and some parents will put stickers on things, mm-hmm. you know, and the kids kind of all lay claim to what they want from the family. It, it's It's... Odd. Sometimes you get the things you want. Sometimes you get the things you don't want. Yeah, my sister got the buffet. Mm, I, I should have been faster uh, <laughs> on that. Uh, but no, I got a bunch of like sentimental things earmarked for me that are just silly that probably no one else wants. But like I played with them as a kid or whatever, and, and it means something to me. Uh, but none of them of any value whatsoever, mm, you know? Yeah. And so I am curious, you know, because I think that every family has that thing that they want to pass down. And maybe your parents want to give it to you. Um, but it's like maybe not even worth anything, but it's like that thing your family has 
had in the family forever. It's you know? a treasured item that once you have it, you are the gatekeeper. That's right. And then you're going to pass it down to your kids and their kids and a bunch of kids that don't want it either. Uh, you know, Or maybe your thing is like super, super dope. I don't know. It'd be, it'd be really cool. Uh, but I'd be curious. I'd love to know what Betty Rock is getting from Danny Ray. It's probably a bunch of VHS tapes yes. that I could sell on eBay for a penny each. Yeah, if that. If uh, that. Yeah. And I might so, have to pay people to take them from me. <laughs> yep, there's your legacy. Uh, so what is that thing that is going to transfer down through your family? And it might be super odd. Maybe it is a uh, a duck decoy or something like that <laughs> that a great-great-grandfather uh, you know, made or something that has a, a story behind it that just keeps going down generationally. I'd love to hear that. I'm real curious what that is for you. 855-33-WAY-FM is the number. That's how you can be on the show. We love having you on, uh, especially when you're telling us really good stories like this. So 855-33-WAY-FM. What's yours? Well, my grandmother has um, this fake tree that she's had in her bedroom for as long as I can remember, and it's hideous. I mean, the leaves are falling off. It's just the ugly, ugly fake tree in a little pot, but I wanted it, and nobody had it an issue with it, um, but what they didn't know is that that's where she hid all her expensive jewelry, was at the bottom of it. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Now, let me ask you this. Did you know that when you asked for the tree? I did. Oh, yeah. you're the worst, <laughs> but you're the best at being the worst. <laughs> all right, Miguel, what is that heirloom that you have in your family? I don't think I'm going to be fighting anybody off for it, but it's a stick that I've seen my grandmother's since I was a kid. She's from Colombia. And she would make these deep-fried hot corn cakes called arepas. And I always see her flip these hot cakes with this metal stick. And I told my mom, no matter what, I want that stick. And I'm thinking she got it from Colombia. She got it specially made. But come to find out, it's just a skewer stick that she bought at a grocery store like 40 years ago. Oh, <laughs> but you know what? It means something to you because you just thought it was cool and it's a good memory for you, you know? Yes, definitely. My wife thought I was crazy because I wanted this silver mixing bowl from my mom, but it was one that she made a bunch of dishes and it was one my dad always used to make his shrimp batter in and that was one of the meals that we loved uh, when he was alive that he would make for us. And so the, the sentimental stuff I think is amazing. It's worth more than money every time. I agree. Totally agree. What is that item in your family that you guys consider an heirloom? Well, it's my great-great-grandmother's small, green, ugly vase she got for a penny when she was a kid at a fair. Okay, now right now this story has Antiques Roadshow written all over it. She got it for a penny. You're going to take it there, and they're going to tell you it's worth $200,000. Hey, that works for me. But the story changes every time they go to hand it down to someone. It was great-grandma, you know, having to walk five miles to get it and all this. It was like the last one. It was this huge deal. So every time they hand it down, the story changes. Now, is it actually worth anything? No, I don't think so. It's, it's completely made out of plastic. And oh. it's like the <laughs> little stuff that you get out of a gumball machine type plastic. They're handing it down because that's all she, like, really cared about, you know, is that little thing that she got as a child. Yeah, I know there's not a lot that's going to be passed down in my family that has any monetary value, but there's a lot of things that I uh, got from my dad, you know, out of the garage, you know, that he Mm -hmm. wanted to make sure that I got. But And and one thing is a hammer. It's this (laughs) stupid red hammer that he used to always use, and he built one of our houses with it, and I, to this day, have it, and I cherish that hammer, you know, because it makes me think about him. Oh, yeah. My, my dad passed away of COVID a few years ago, and one of the things that he left all the kids 
was um, a ball peen hammer and some of the nails that he used on the different work sites Mm -hmm. because he built uh, parts of Birmingham and California. I cannot tell you how many times I've hit my thumb with that hammer and been like, Father! (laughs) It's so good to to, to have you still in my life. (laughs) Oh, yeah. As as your thumb is turning black and blue. That's exactly it. (laughs) Random acts of audio. Uplifting Way FM. This is the Wally Show. We're gonna do a little random act of audio, but today Betty Rock has it. Something you came across that you want to share. What do you got? Yeah, so I think every parent wants to spend good quality time with their kids, so they try to come up with creative ideas. This one mom, she took her little girl out hiking. When I say little, she looks probably like she's five or six years old, but despite her age, she has some sass in her. <laughs> so they go hiking, and it sounds like her daughter is not enjoying it. I am tired, I am wet, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, nothing else can go on. <laughs> just narrating the whole trip yeah. like oh when you're a parent because you do you try to do fun things but when your kids don't enjoy it it just makes something that could have been fun like oh we'll splosh through the puddles together it just makes it miserable which it looks like she did slosh through some muddy puddles because yeah. she's covered in mud but you got to think for yourself where did she pick this up like mm-hmm. you have to think internally as a parent did she, is she getting this complaining side from me or from my husband like where is she learning this from and maybe it could be turned into this learning exercise yeah there's no way that this mom is like oh she got that from me she 100 <laughs> percent. she's like you are your father's child without a doubt <laughs> Oh, I hate goodbyes, but there's still more fun to be found through our YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Just search Wally Show. Don't forget to join our exclusive potty Facebook group. You can find the link in the description of this podcast. And thanks to Colorado Christian University Online and United Faith Mortgage for supporting what we do.